Yeah. All right, now. Hey. Go ahead. What's I think up? we're ready. All right. And we're back. And here we go again. Yeah, we got an impromptu recording session in the middle of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> it's March 21st, so by the time you hear this, it might be aliens listening to us a thousand years from now because the fucking human species has been wiped out. <laughs> with that being said with that being said <laughs> if, if anyone else is left or still uh, interested in listening we're still gonna give it a go yeah so we're <clears> gonna <throat> talk to the aliens and we came up with an idea about how technology has fucked up movies yeah and like specifically cell phones and whatnot um we're ta- yeah what were we talking about <laughs> we were talking about um no country for old men yeah. I All think, right, so let, let's ease people into it. So we originally started talking about how the art of storytelling in movies has changed since like technology came in, right? Yes. And so one of the things that come to mind for me is like, um, you remember the Bourne trilogy? Yeah. Remember how they had to like track him? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like was he was he microchipped in the back of his head, and like in the beginning of the movie, they like took the shit out. Yeah, yeah. So we were basically talking about that, like how since cell phones and like smartphone technology has been like the norm, like movies aren't the same anymore. Yeah. So one of the things we were talking about were No Country for Old Men, because like a lot of people watch that movie and they don't realize it was set in the eighties. Right. Right. Like, I watched that movie maybe three times, and it was just like, why the fuck are you using that big-ass transponder? Like, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> that shit seems ridiculous. Yeah, like, or, like, the cars seem old, or, like, the one dude's haircut. You're just like, dude, who rocks a haircut like that? Right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, when you realize that movie was made in, I don't know, I don't know what year it was made in, but still. I'll like, look it up while you're talking. Yeah, I mean, it was still, that was still, like, a... a 2000 and something movie. Yeah, it's like Coen Brothers movie yeah. too. Which... And it's got a, a 1980s setting to it. So it's definitely weird. Your light's on on there, on your phone. Oh, is it? That's okay. Yeah, I mean, it really matters. But... Hey, that's technology for you though, right? Right? I mean, boom, back in the day, if you wanted a flashlight, you had to walk around with a flashlight. <laughs> right? Now you Does got a phone. Does your grandfather have like those big stainless steel flashlights oh, with like definitely. a red button on the Yeah, shit? like a canister, dude. It was like half of a, have a car battery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's totally. like four like D batteries in the Huge. shit and it would last 30 minutes. <laughs> it would just weigh a ton and, you know, it didn't really do a whole lot. Yeah. All right, so No Country for Old Men was made in 2007. Okay, so it's still... So, again, a, a movie made in 2007 that's based on, like, like 1983, 1984, or whatever. Right. right? So it's still, like, it's still got that, like, 25-year age gap, roughly. Right. Built into it. So, yeah, I remember watching that movie also and just being like, dude, what's going on with this? And then, then after I got it, like, a half hour or so, and I was like, oh, this is kind of, like... You forget you watched you watched it the first time you realized that the very first time I watched that movie I did realize at some point but it was like it was at least at least a half hour forty some odd minutes into the movie I was like wow dude like okay now I'm kind of with this like I was more I thought it was a great movie by the way still think it's an amazing movie movie. but um but it's 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 like those little details when a movie comes out nowadays and you're like oh so like no one's no one's like instagramming in the movie here you know what i mean like they're not preoccupied with their phones that the way we see people in today's 
in in modern life where people are just constantly on their phone or right. if something something tricky comes up in like a movie and like someone's like oh I'll just google it. like right now you're just like hey we should just we'll just look up the date right in the middle of Well thank God for technology otherwise we wouldn't be able to get a handle on coronavirus and I can fucking do a podcast but yeah it's like it's I, the ones and the twos right <laughs> But um, nah, I didn't figure it out the first time I watched that movie. I was just like, it didn't. A lot of it didn't seemed weird, mm-hmm. but I, I thought it was just because they were in the countryside. Mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, like oh, they got no cell service here. Yeah, yeah like they technology no is not that popular mm-hmm. out here. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't figure it out until I watched that movie like second or third time. I was like, holy shit, this movie's not set in. It's not set in the thousands, bro. It's set in like the seventies or eighties. Yeah. Well, and again, it's, I would I would refer to that movie as kind of a period piece because it's a reference to a previous point in time. But like most time, when you talk about a period piece, you're talking about like um, um, like Pride and Prejudice or something where it's like I've never seen that. You don't have to. I'm not recommending you see. I don't think you, I don't think you <laughs> dig it per se. But what's, um, what's Pride and Prejudice about? Well, I mean, again, it's like a classic novel, and it's been made into one or two movies. But like the last time they re- remade it into a movie was like. I think Anne Hathaway's in it or something, oh, but it's just about like like the upper class English people, and then like I don't know, it's like a Victorian love oh, gotcha. love story. Like, would you romance. say it's like Great Gatsby? I've never seen Great Gatsby either, but uh, I would I would like I would it. say it's like a similar thing, but Great Gatsby is like more current in time, at least in like the in the scale of what year are we in? Like gotcha. Great Gatsby's more. Yeah, because Great Gatsby more with today's like, time. They had like cars and stuff in Great Gatsby, right? Yeah, but it, this is like I'm talking about like Pride. Yeah, Pride and Prejudice is like a like, like a horse and carriage. Stuff. Yeah, like you know, like when girls wear like corsets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're around to the corsets. Bring corsets back. <laughs> hey, we just trying to make a movement here. <clears throat> yeah. If anyone from like Victoria's Secret or whatever's listening, why don't you just make a comeback? Well, hold come, on. Don't come come on, women, person? suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> suck it up. Uh, that was harsh. Yeah, no, so. that's all right. Um, no, nah, I feel like they sell corsets still. I, I feel like probably when you get at the least restore- as a, at least as a movie prop, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you're going know. to like the ball, you're going to, <laughs> you go to you're ball. going to a gala event soon. Right. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, we fell off there. Um, we're going to fall off a nah, little bit. So we were talking about, oh yeah, No Country for Home, man. But mm-hmm. first of all, that movie is, we could talk about that movie for a while because I love Quite that Quite a movie. bit. Yeah, that's a great shit. movie. Shit. If you haven't seen No Country for Home, man. Check it out. How do you explain No Country for Home? If you have to explain that movie. It's about, it starts off with. It's like a normal dude, like a normal Texas guy. He's out there hunting. He's like, goal is to go hunting. Yeah, in the country. And then, was he really hunting? Is that what he was doing? Yeah. Dude, like the the, the first, like Josh Brolin's like Josh the, Brolin. main, the yeah. main actor. And he's like out, you know, just wait, like taking a sweet time, tracking a herd of like deer or whatever it is that's going through. Yeah, yeah. That's and then he waits till like he gets his shot and he makes it, he, he makes a shot. But he misses. But he like just clips the 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 animal and then he has to track it down by like the blood. Oh right, right. And, and then, then like, the blood trail merged with the blood trail of from a dog that from a, was right from a previous apparently like a, a drug deal gone bad. Right. And then he comes across a situation of yeah. like a drug deal gone bad, like after the fact. Right. And um and there's like cash around and there well no there wasn't cash around he had to hunt down the dude that had the cash but he figured out that the drugs were still there and there's a bunch of dead dudes around so someone got it 
right, so he uses right, 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 he uses like a following trail of blood because he's like a diligent hunter. So he right. got to the scene based on following a blood trail. Then he realized there's another trail of blood escaping. So he follows that. Right. And co- don't and, give the whole movie away. Right, 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 right. right. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. It, it, but okay, it so, all go. It takes a very terrible turn because, of course, if you're the amount of money he found in those briefcases. Someone's going to look. Like somebody's going to look for that shit. Right. And, um, and the way how they hunt him now is like the they hire this. Would you call him a serial killer? I would call him like a hitman or whatever. I mean, he's. But he was so fucking weird, though. He's just no, like, he was a nut. Yeah. yeah, again, not not to throw too much of the movie in there because our podcast, for one, is not a movie review podcast. Yeah, there well, are it could others. Be. We're doing it now. We're doing it now, but we also <laughs> realize that people at this particular moment have a lot of free time, and maybe they're just going through Netflix or yeah. whatever, and they're like, "Hey, man, I've never seen that movie." So yeah, maybe, great fucking movie. Maybe it? give you some suggestions on things that will take you out of yeah. modern time, but but who played that character? <clears throat> Oh, um, his name is um, Javier Jardin. Javier Bordem. Javier Bordem. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Plays this creepy guy, but I would. Dude, such he's a not even character. like a hunter or anything. He's just like a, like a real creepy like just, killer guy. Yeah. It's like, anyway. One that, that guy has one thing on his mind, and that's like, getting the shit he needs done done. You know what but, I mean? But, like, but wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Is that the only thing no on pers- his mind? He has no personality. He's not interested in anything else except for like. See, I disagree because like there was a scene where he went to the gas station. Oh, so he, yeah. he also has his okay. own like personal yeah, okay, I'll give deal you of like yeah. shit. He and even at the end though, he didn't really. And he had that weird fetish about like shoes and socks or whatever. Too. Well, he never wanted his feet to get wet with blood. Yeah. So like anyway, yeah, let's not give let's not give too much away. But again, okay, so back to the but original. The reason why that movie is so good is because like there's no technology in it, right? Like, so if it was a modern be... day cop and and robber type story, there would be a lot more immediate action to it, you know? Right, like right, like I'll throw another one out there, like Inside Man with Denzel Washington. That movie is totally based off of like Dog Day Afternoon. It's like. Never seen that one. Oh my gosh, it's so I have good. It. My dude. boy lent it to me, it's or a, maybe you lent it to me. It, it was probably me. I recommended that movie. It's real. It's yeah. good, dude. Like it's good, but you know, like Dog Day Afternoon was about like a, a bank heist. That was an Al Pacino movie, like from mid seventies, late seventies. Mm. Awesome movie. If you've never seen it, but yeah, again, if you watch a movie from the seventies, you're not going to expect people to be like sending shit from the cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like one of the first scenes that happens in um, the bank the bank heist situation in inside man is um they the the robbers gather all the people in the bank and like make them sit in like this one part of the bank right and before anyone gets involved they're like cell phones like that was like the first thing they're like you're about to give up some stuff like we want everyone's keys and like whatever you know yeah wallets. but it was like the first thing they were like everyone stand on this wall and grab your cell phone and hold it out in front and like so that was like one of the first things that they do to neutralize like to take their yeah, power yeah, away yeah, from yeah. them like 
they now they got nothing. They can't. Someone can't sneak a text out or whatever. Right. And, or like call someone and be like, "Yo, we're yeah, we're getting robbed." <laughs> but getting you can robbed. like text. Can you text nine one one? I wonder if you could text nine one one. Like if, I'm if sure you had you, like a legit. I'm sure you could. I mean, I don't want to test it right now, but yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I, we should probably look that up. Like if you're in the trunk, there's got to be some way to do it. I would. I can't imagine with the with the way technology is now, you yeah. couldn't. But again, I don't want to give up much details on that movie. But I will say. Um, like in that scene, there's like a one of the bank robbers walks around with like a like a pillowcase, like a trash bag, and they're like Collect everyone's stuff. phones like in this bag, right? And then they get to this one dude, and he's like the bank manager, the and he doesn't have his the fuck yeah. Well, it's the movie still, right? <laughs> but he don't have his phone, and then they're like, "Where's your? Where they're the like, fuck is your phone?" Yeah, they're like, "Problem, <laughs> this yeah. guy, right? Like, right, right, right? This guy is, and then the you know the the main." Criminals. Who's like, the star in that movie? Um, Clive Owen. I love fucking Clive. Clive Owen. Owen's he like was in the Sin main. City. Yeah, yeah, he's dope. He's yeah. really he's fantastic in that movie. It's very smart. It's a very it's a very. Clive witty, Owen's an Inside Man. Yeah, he's like the main criminal in it. He's, I know, he's I really it. he's really sharp. Like that movie, that movie has so many edges to it where you watch it and you go, dude, that is like smart thinking. If you're gonna do something illegal and like <laughs> right. immoral, you're like, that's you how you do, do it. it. <laughs> He's like the cliff notes on being a bad guy. Then like you watch that movie, you're like, oh, you could post them anyway. Now that that movie's out, I'm sure it's yeah, not gonna happen yeah, yeah. either. But um, but it's crazy because like he, they get to his character and he doesn't have his phone, and they're like, "What's up, dude?" Like, like and, what the fuck? Are you yeah, doing? and he's like, "No, I left it at home. I little, I just forgot. I left it at home." And then like the main, which thing, is bullshit. Because if you leave your phone at home, you're turning back, motherfucker. Well, but like, in see, this day and age, this if is, I got to work and my cell phone was home, well, I probably would stay the whole day at work without it. Yeah, you could live through a day without a it. A day, but like if you're halfway to work. You'd probably turn back. Most people. I would turn back. So it's like. Well, if you're uh, a bank robber and you're like, the dude tells you, you don't get the phone, you're like, do I believe him? No. No, absolutely no. not. But that's another thing that they had done when they separated the crowd. Like they, they got all these people in like the one room and they're like bank employees on this wall and everyone else on that wall. Uh, so they're already separated to those two groups, right? And then they go start collecting cell phones, right? So this chick's got like a bag full of cell phones and the dude's like, I forgot mine. And he's like, what's your name? And he's like, Peter or whatever, right? So homie just reaches in the bag of all his coworker stuff and starts flipping through everyone's contacts and just he keeps hitting send. And like finally in the background, his no. phone goes off and he's like, boom, like, <laughs> oh, I got you, dude. Like, no you, yeah, and he tells him, he's like, oh, I planned this thing out. You're, you're smarter than I am. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, I yeah, see yeah, how yeah. it goes. Like, Fuck it's insane. You, Peter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Peter, guess but, uh, what? But he, all right, so going back to the storytelling part of it, is like, yeah. do you really want to watch a scene where like that happens? Because I personally don't want to see that. Because I feel like it gums up the work of the old story where like sure. they got to deal with the cell phone situation. It's like, mm, but at I kind of want to see the robbery it. happen and then like see the rest of the story play out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... But I will say, again, if you're going to do a movie that's in like modern times, at least they took like... The, the two or three minutes that that scene to was work out the situation. to be like here's why no one's gonna like call it it right, like right. they 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 that's right. a very you have to address it now right yeah yeah exactly and like old times you wouldn't have to say right. anything it's, it's just like right yeah did you see um you didn't see what's Quentin Tarantino's last one Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. so I still haven't seen that movie right so it's like seventies piece right so it's based around um. What's the fucking guy in there? I can't remember. The Remember the Manson family when they killed like Sharon Tate and shit? Mm-hmm. So it's around that. And the good thing about that story is like there's no cell phones. Mm-hmm. So the story just plays out and like nobody could text each other and say, yo, this happened. Like this guy just did this. Like there was a scene where Brad, 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 
Brad Pitt's character gets like he goes to the the mansion ranch wherever the the girls were staying or the people were staying, and like shit happens. He ends up kind of like fucking with one of them, and they fuck with him. But it's not to say. And then the girl tells one of the guys like who's giving tours in like the mountainside, go get John or whatever the fuck his name was, because he's giving a a tour on like horseback to mm-hmm. tourists. And so by the time she go she jumps on a horse, goes get goes and gets a guy and comes back. The situation with Brad Pitt has already played out because nobody could like text the guy on the mountain and be like, "Hey, right. you need to come now." Right, you right. know what I mean? So it's like I feel like it's better that way because you get to see the timing of stuff happen, and then story like storylines get to play out naturally, which is why yeah. I. So I don't know. Like I feel like technology is kind of fucked up storylines for movies yeah. in a certain sense. I don't know. Would you agree with that? I, I mean, I would in a lot of uh, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. It's it's just this era of technology that doesn't exist. But there's also other movies that are completely built around that too, you know? Like yeah. uh, like I mean, Enemy of the State. Yeah, totally. I was that's so funny you said because that was literally the, like the one of the first ones that I was thinking of. And I think that when that movie came out, it was really kind of one of the first movies of that kind that suggested that like yeah. the government or like police agencies or whatever had so much access to people's like you know, that they just had satellites that could zoom in on somebody's, like, you know, cell yeah. phone signal or, like, you know. And track them. And track them at every level, you know. That movie has so elaborate. Remember, like, there was that one scene where he was in, like, the like the lingerie shop. Like, Will Smith's character is trying to buy his wife, like, a present for her birthday or whatever. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in, like, over 15 years. Okay. Well, you, but, again, that's funny to think about because, like, we should look that one up. When did that movie come out? Yeah, I'll look it yeah, up. Yeah, look it up real quick because I got something to say on this. There was, like, a, um, a technology that they had in that movie that was, um, they could, like, they could use CCTVs. Like, they could... they, they call it, like, the Eye in the Sky or something? It was something like shit. that. Yeah. But they, but it would work in this very fantastical Hollywood movie kind of way. Like, right. they would tap right, in... It was like... Like zoom in fifteen thousand times, right. which is unrealistic. And it was like it was like and then oh, you're a clear picture of like yeah. the... <laughs> zoom the camera ninety degrees to the right. You're like this is a closed circuit <laughs> yeah. TV from like a <laughs> yeah, like HD now, wasn't even out. Yet. Yeah, now YouTube zoom in on his bag. Out. Like, are you kidding? There was this. It was very fantastical. Nineteen ninety eight. Like, no my god yeah. dude 98 like that's like when you that's, dial that, up still right like, that was yeah you that's when you got on the internet and aol would go yeah. so it's tony scott movie so yeah. i guess tony scott would be thinking ahead. it was progressive it was like a glimpse of the future but the the problem is the movie was set in like the present time and it was like yeah. yo that, i think that, that was like a scare tactic movie they were like this like, is what yo, could put, happen if put this goes. out. Put this out because people will believe that that has all the stuff. Yeah, you know, it was kind of like um, yeah. like propaganda to a certain extent. Yeah, almost. Well, since Will Smith acted in that one, let's jump to iRobot. So that movie okay. is like all okay. technology based. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I have a, just disclaimer. I have seen that movie. I think I saw it once or twice, and that was roughly when it came out. But let's, oh, really? we can still we talk on it. Do you remember it though? Like, do you remember? Yeah, it? I remember. I remember a good chunk of it. So, iRobot. The thing about iRobot is, first of all, I think it's a great movie, even though it revolves mostly around technology. Because I kind of hate movies that have to do with AI. There are some good ones. There's Ex Machina. Have you ever seen Ex Machina? No. That's fucking dope. Um, uh, I iRobot is really good, but there's some movies that revolve around technology that I don't like. Like. Like fucking Mission Impossible movies, I'm not, 
I'm not into that spy thriller thing because it's yeah. like, oh, guess what? Somebody's going to blow up the world. We're going to save it. Three, two, one. Oh, we shut the missile down. Like, boom. The yeah. And, so it's like, and, like, and then every episode, you're like, I know what's happening next. Right. Um, but iRobot is dope because it's char- character based. Yeah. And like the story of Sonny. Do you remember Sonny? Yeah. Sonny gets, they give him a personality. So it's like that kind of what drives that story. So it's like, but the way how they tell it, it in, it integrates technology into the the character development, so I think that's what make it good. Versus, another, let me think of a bad movie where like it's just too. Can you think of one like a a movie that's based around technology, but it's not well done? Mm. <laughs> Deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> Big thoughts. Maybe, um, did we bite off more than we can chew? No, Matrix I mean we can scary. definitely we can definitely tear into this. So I I have a, I'm actually like as we go I normally do this, but I'm like making a list of things we're talking about or yeah. like things where we, where we can go with it. Um, There's got to be a shit ton of movies that are bad that that's based around technology. There, I mean, there have to be, but yeah. okay, I mean, like Space Odyssey, like 2001 or whatever. Oh, that um, like Stanley Kubrick film. I didn't. I don't like that. Well, I shouldn't say that. I didn't like that movie. But again, that was a movie that was that came out in, I believe, somewhere in the seventies, uh... and then like took a different twist. All right, here's like a more modern one. What about um, um, Ready Player One? Did you watch that? I didn't like that. I didn't like yeah, that. Okay. At all. So I may, so I just at all. so at least I got one. I just got one. Where yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. movie that's based on technology that was garbage. Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I didn't yeah. like that movie. Not Wait, did good. you like? Ready Player One? No. You didn't like it? No. See, I think I'm crazy because everyone who said, because supposedly based on like a bestseller novel. Right. And then they turn into a movie. That, it was, first of all, it was predictable. Yeah. If you ever played any video game in your entire life, it was totally predictable. Right. And then there was nothing to it. It was just like, yeah, it's kind of like an empty story. It's like, oh, I'm going to do A, B, C. And I'm gonna save the world and get the girl. It's like, mm-hmm. like there's no. It was clear. It was like a, a high tech movie for yeah. eight year olds. You know yeah. I mean? And I and I honestly I do hate when people say oh, the book was better. Like I, I that, well, it's an irky <laughs> phrase. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but honestly, but That's honestly, like um, I I used to hang out with a girl and she was like a a pretty avid reader and she was like this the before they even announced they were making that into a movie. She was right. like, this book is solid. And I did read the book, and I was oh, like, "Oh, you read Ready Player Yeah, Man. and so what? And, and typically, well, a lot of times when a movie is based on a book, or they like the book comes out first, they turn into a movie. A lot of times, I'm like, I still dig it, and I'm like, oh, like, I don't have to read all those pages; like, I can just watch <laughs> yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, I, I just didn't. I, maybe that maybe there's more hype when when you're in that level of sci-fi or fantasy world. I think it is better to let your brain do like the cooking and figure things out. Yeah, like pieces together. Wait, yeah. so all right, so you read Ready Player One. And then you saw the movie. Yeah. And did you you like the book? And I just thought like the movie just didn't live up. But I think that happens a lot. And again, that's why people say the book was better. <laughs> it sounds like a dumb thing to say, and well, sometimes it's true. Other times you like that movie was dope, and I like like Fight Club was a book, and like Fight, Fight Club, Club was not a book. Was Fight it Fight Club book? was a book, dude? Holy shit! In fact, like Neil uh, Chuck Palahniuk, the guy that wrote it has wrote a few other books that are, like, really good. Like, really? I, and, and I'm not trying to turn this into, like, let's have it be book talk all of a sudden. But they, one of his other books he wrote was called Choke. And they turned that. Choke. Choke is one of my favorite, like, literary works, dude. It's a, it's messed up. It's honestly, it's not What's for. What's it about? 
it's a dude it's about this guy who's like addicted but he's not just addicted to like drugs or alcohol he's addicted to like sex and like he's he's really messed up but he's like kind of smart i'm trying to not yeah not give it i I don't want to say too much but like but they made that into a a movie and the movie was like Uh, i mean it was like it was it was not a bad movie but we're not we're jumping ship from the technology no we can it doesn't matter we're we're kind of jumping ship a little bit i don't think it fucking matters yeah but going back to fight club though i fight club's a weird one for me because i always want to watch fight club but i'll turn it on and then halfway through because it's a long one yeah the the like what should I, how should i say it like let's say if it has four acts like the third act always kind of falls off for me like, okay like when right when he's starting to realize that should we give spoilers when we starting to, when he's starting to piece together look if this if you listen to this and you've never <laughs> seen fight, fight club, club go just, fucking watch it yeah. <laughs> but like the, yeah, the, the part when spoiler he, to you <laughs> i don't we don't want to give away spoilers but the the the, the point where he realizes how close him and Tyler Durden actually are. Mm-hmm. That I didn't particularly care for that when they started doing okay. all the graffiti shit. Like I almost fall asleep sometimes or turn the movie off. But you've seen it, like you know what's coming. Yeah, but like even the first time I watched it, it was just like uh, that's taking a turn. But the thing about Fight Club is it takes a turn where you don't expect it to go ever because it's like it starts off. It almost like it starts off in one genre mm-hmm. and then totally jumps into like a, a different genre you know what i mean does that make sense yeah like it turns into like like just a regular like basic how should i say narrative story and yeah. then it turns into like a whole like psycho thriller conspiracy um, but that's why people economy movie that's like why people watch movies though they just like to be entertained and distracted yeah and like Okay, I'm gonna put in the notes like best movies, and we'll get to that as we're like yeah, do a be- best just just like movies that we really feel strongly good about, and then we'll talk about why we like them. But um, so but yeah, I, I get you. Like Fight Club, it definitely gets a point where I don't think it's predictable unless you've seen it before. Nah, it's but there's definitely one movie you but, cannot predict. But most movies get to a spot where you're like, oh, that's a lull. I watched Sicario just the other day, right? And there was a few scenes where I was like, oh, I think I know what's coming. And I was like, I was right most of the time. Right. However, still a great movie. And right. like, stop. Well, all right. So Sicario set in today's Arizona. times in Arizona. Yeah. So that made that much more right. like gripping. In Chandler, yeah. which is 20 minutes from Yeah, right. I was like, okay. So, you know, yeah. the, the, the Mexico border is not that right far there. down the road. Yeah. They were but, dealing, all right, so that's the other thing. They were dealing with like Juarez and like El Paso, but still, like Juarez and El Paso is like a three, four hour drive from yeah. It's not that far away. But really. the te- the, what was the technology in that movie? Because that movie's based in like twenty no, they teens, had, right? Yeah, so, yeah. They still had like cell phones and some stuff, but they didn't focus on it. It was still much more like yeah, like it was like personal driven and like scene driven action. It was. There was very little, like, I don't remember watching any scenes where dudes were, like, on computers, like, oh, we're tracking. Oh, okay, there was a few. Like, Was there a scene there, was there a where they were, like, doing some tracking on somebody? There in, was a in, few. In Sicario? Yeah, there was a few um, where they're using, like, satellite imagery or whatever, and, like, the military was, was mm. feeding them info. But, all but, right, so it's interesting. I don't remember that in the movie. It wasn't, it wasn't it, dominant. It wasn't part of the story. It wasn't like, dominant. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it didn't take over from... What this is why we start talking about it because you were saying like, what about movies where the the 
the plot is more important and and holds like a higher stand than like the rest of the stuff does yeah for sure is it tilting back i got it yeah it just fell way back no, nah, but it's 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 almost like every time technology needs to be addressed in a movie nowadays, it kind of gets irritating. Probably because we're so close to it all the time, we don't want to deal yeah. with it. We want to be like removed yeah. from it. But I don't yeah. know. Sicario was a good one that was set in today's world. But did you was... ever see a, another um, Denzel Washington movie called Deja Vu? No. That movie, I'm gonna loan it to you. That one's really weird, dude. It's What's like. It's really about how the cameras and technology that are everywhere, like street cameras and all this stuff, get linked together because of some yeah government. Wait, program. so does our argument still hold true now that technology has ruined movies or has it? I think this would be a great movie for you to watch and then like readdress part of this conversation with because yeah. because like that movie I think is good, but it's weird because it's like it's it's about how much technology can shape shape things okay but they use this weird like uh, software where they can use this collaboration of closed circuit TVs and like street cameras and shop cameras and stuff to like recreate a place in time but it's like that window is only valid for like 24 hours or whatever it's like some inception shit yeah it's kind of inceptionish yeah. like you know and it's like the movie itself i'm not going to say it's a bad movie it's like it's pretty good but it's way more like this fusion of um like modern and sci-fi into like the same realm gotcha so if you're cool with that kind of concept it's not a bad movie but if you're like a normal thinker you're like what the do you like what what is like how is this happening and whatever like that you're you're this computer picked up on something that happened a day ago but now we know all about what happens like tomorrow or you know what i mean like it's a little little convoluted the thing about technology too is like it's since movies come out like there's way more cgi so like cgi kind of makes movies feel empty like i don't know how to explain that like no i'm with that yeah because how should what's a good movie nowadays that use it like all right the whole marvel universe like, could not make those movies without, without like, excessive CGI. CGI. Right. Well, could you... Star Wars in the 1970s, George Lucas did that shit without yeah. fucking Photoshop. So it's like... True. And the special effects good. in Star Wars was dope Top as level. fuck. Top so level. Like, that was the beginning of special effects. You think so? Yes. I think we've already talked about this at some form, like recording yeah, before. Like yeah, we kind of hinted we, towards we like that. But yeah. Tie-in. I, yeah, tie-in. Plot line. <laughs> <laughs> story development. Yeah, story character uh, development. <laughs> <laughs> but, but absolutely agreed. I mean, I, I don't think special effects almost, they existed to such a small scale. Before then, it was like clay claymation. Remember that stop motion claymation yeah, models? Yeah, there would yeah. be like a, a monster would come out of the goon and there would be like a human like, oh, you know, like <laughs> foreground and background. Yeah. Like, ah. You know, King Kong and Godzilla and all this other stuff. Right. Yeah. But like in the old movie days, that's how they did it. Uh, but then there, there became this evolution. Of but like, the thing about CGI for me is like when you watch something on screen, it's like it's got no character. It's kind of mm-hmm. like seeing one of those girls from Scottsdale who have like a painted <laughs> oh, face on. And it's just like, oh, you don't have a personality. I know there's <laughs> nothing going on underneath there. <laughs> yeah, That's how CGI, watching a CGI movie yeah. first for me is like, oh, I see it's painted real nice right. and pretty. But like. Nothing's underneath there. I remember, I remember seeing this like interview that um, Adam Driver did when he was getting cast for um, 
for the Star, for Star Wars, Wars, like this stuff. And he, he like went in and did his script reading or whatever. And he was really hesitant. Like, I don't know if I really want to do this role. And then like, but then realized the power of like the Star Wars franchise. Like, right. how could I pass? Like, if they offer me this, how can I pass? Right. Like right. being part of like a legacy project. And then he went in for, you know, like the first couple of days of shooting and he's like, yeah, so I go to my dressing room, they have me put this, like, cape on, and they give me this helmet and stuff. And I walk out, and there's just, like, nothing. Like, the set is, like, nothing. It's oh, just, like, three props and, like, a green screen. And he's like, well, now what? You know, like, I got to read my lines. I'm like, yeah, dude, read your lines. Like, get all into it'll it. It'll be great. It'll be yeah, great. yeah. It'll be great. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Listen, um, um, <laughs> Yoda is over here. Like, the Jedi Council is yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, he was, like, saying how in his interview, he was like, I was just tripping because it's like, there's really nothing there. And I'm I'm trying to, like, like yeah, dig, you're trying to build dive into this character and, like, try to do something. But there's nothing to banter with. Like, the whoever he's talking to is, like, yeah. Like doesn't even exist on screen. How much of that you think translates to go along with that story? I'll ask the question, but to tie in, you Sir Ian McKellen when he was making Lord of the Rings, I heard there was a I heard online that there's a it's true because it's on the internet. There and was a there was true. a yeah there was a point where he was recording in like the same green room and he broke down crying because he was like this is not why I became an actor. I wanted to interact with people and whatnot. And he like that ass started crying and they had to like. Hey, it's gonna be okay. Like, don't yeah. worry, we're gonna make a movie. And then they had to get like the other actors who were like somewhere like, else just sit to in. like come in with him and like to re encourage him to act again. But it's like, how much of that do you think ties in to on screen? Like when you well, again, if you if you take a, a more classic actor like Ian McKellen or whatever, right. who's really done like theater and stage acting and and legit movie projects for however many years yeah, he's been know. in the game, like well, a while. It's got to, dude, it's got to be a little like, well, that's his way of stepping into this level of the future. And we're kind of, I don't, I'm not saying we're badgering the future, but we are having a conversation about how technology can be good or bad for, for the movie life. Right. So if it's, if it's um, tech, how does technology relate to making movies? I think it makes things kind of cooler and more interesting in one way. And then on the other hand, it takes away from the experience. Like that new Top Gun movie they're coming out, right? Like Top um, Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. Maverick yeah. Like um, Tom Cruise sent a statement before they even started recording that movie or filming it yeah. to like Paramount or the movie house that's that is producing it, and was like, "We're not doing any CGI in this movie." And like that's going to really be, say that? yeah, dude. I just saw, I just saw something that was like. The level of movie this needs to be, it's going to require like actual film scenes and like the actors are going to have to be in because they were trying to get cooperation with the Department of Defense, like the Navy. The Navy right. had to really sponsor. Well, that. that's how they record the first one. Is Correct. Like right, they yeah. actually like recording the planes in flight. Right. So yeah. Because like, it was in the 80s. There was no technology. Dude. Like, those CGI like that. In that, that movie, like the original Top Gun, they basically like that's. I've heard that that movie script was like 25 pages, dude. Like most movie scripts nowadays are like hundreds of pages. And they were just like, dude, fuck it. Here we are. We're going to throw together a few scenes and then we're going to throw in a bunch of like fighter. Right. Like, and we'll just let the military and, handle. And it. all the, all the actors in that movie, dude, they, they got, they got like their masks on. So like, I could say whatever I want right now, and you like right, you don't have to. Right. They they could they could voice up they could voice over anything they wanted to the script because they're like all we have is these dudes sitting in these planes 
and like they got their helmets on and their their breathing mask, their oxygen mask on. Yeah. So like you can't read their lips and be like, oh, he just said I want a chicken sandwich, and like he was like, kill him, <laughs> Iceman. Like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Do you ever go on IMDb trivia? Section? Not really. No. So I, I don't IMDb that. every movie I watch, I have to go on IMDb and go to the trivia section. Because you're, cause you're go, addicted to the technology, and I, I'm not. Well, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it's a fucking hidden gem. Like you okay. go in there and you learn everything about the movie and so i heard well i read on there that there was a scene where they put i think it was top gun could be another movie but they put tom Cruise in the in the second seat i don't know what that second seat yeah, is back seat. right and mm-hmm. the, the main pilot was like his name his nickname was like idiot jim or something <laughs> like dumb jim perfect right and then um tom Cruise told him like whatever you do don't flip upside down like going like mach 5 or whatever i don't mm-hmm. know what the exact story was Right? It's not Mach 5. Right. But anyway, yeah. you, I'll give you everything like, else. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't do something extreme and then yeah. go upside down. And so like the pilot was like, okay, got you. Like I'm not going to do that. And the first thing he fucking did was do what Tom Cruise told him to do. Mm. And Tom Cruise like puked or something. And then he was mm. like, why would you do that? I told you not to do it. And he was like, they don't call me idiot Jim for nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was uh, just like. <laughs> like is I, this I, irrelevant? But the pilot's name was Bozo. What Bozo? <laughs> there you go. How do you know that? Like, just because I, I was, yeah. You're into that. I know yeah, a little, yeah. I know some, the little details. Right. But yeah. Well, anyway, so going back to Top Gun Maverick, so no CGI in that. So yeah, I mean, apparently you know, that's a movie I'm looking forward to because as a as a young dude, I thought Top Gun was the coolest movie. As an older guy, right. Um, I will say if if you want to watch something interesting about Top Gun or how m- most grown men look at that movie now, YouTube, just, just Quentin YouTube Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino and Top Gun. <laughs> and Top Gun. <laughs> I don't remember what movie that clip is from, but it's one of my favorite clips. Oh. Um, it's It has a lot to do with what the topic of today is, like yeah. writing a good script or technology. But I hate uh, the fact <laughs> that that Quentin Tarantino video exists because it, when, was it you that showed that to me? Yeah, it was. It fucking ruined, it ruined Top Gun. It, for yeah, me, yeah. Bro. Every time. So maybe I, don't, if you don't, if you want to still enjoy a Top Gun for whatever reason, don't, don't watch, watch that. Yeah. If you, if you feel like. Well, you, all right. If you, you're a heterosexual male, <laughs> do not Google Quentin Tarantino Top Gun. It will ruin the movie for you. You'll never be able to watch Top Gun the same. I'm serious because it did yeah, that to me. Every it, time it I changed, watch Top Gun now, it changed the it changed the right. Why would you watch that movie like weekly? What do you mean? No, I mean just well, like okay, going, since like I've seen that video, forward, it would be hard to watch right. it and not. Yeah, I since I've it. seen that video, I watched Top Gun once, and I don't think I could watch Top Gun again yeah. because I know. Yeah, I think you were saying backstory. you wanted to watch it, and I had and I forced forcefully made you watch the Quentin Tarantino thing, and then you were like, oh, "I'm still gonna watch the movie" because I like I don't know. Yeah, well, I think it was after we went to that air show, and you were like, "I want to watch oh, something. Right. I want to watch some. I want to watch some airplane stuff." Like, and I was like, "Hey, Top Gun's still a cool movie, but it's just like yeah. I look at it differently as an adult than I did when I was like eight or whatever. How old it was when that movie came out? And you watch it now. It's not yeah, you're the like same you're like yeah, it's some, but the, there's still some to give it credit with no CGI. Like still, like the flying scenes in that movie are dope. Like right. most people, most people that have ever watched the movie know what a F fourteen F fourteen Tomcat is because they've seen that movie, not because they care about like airplanes, airplanes or whatever. Yeah, for sure. But but apparently the new one that's coming out will also be just like they they created some cool new IMAX cameras and these multiple angles. Like, I mean, I think it'd be cool. But yeah, speaking of Tom Cruise and technology, how do you feel about Minority Report? I. That's a weird. I'm on the fence a little bit because I've never been a big fan of like the sci-fi genre to begin with. But there's something about that movie that I kind of like. But I just I don't think I would watch it on like repeat or whatever. It just 
Like it's intru- I think it was d- done well enough that it's kind of interesting. And it seems like some of it could be possible, but it's also one of those movies that's not based in the present. It's based in the future. future. So you have to give it a little bit of leadway because it could be. Do you though? I I, Because like some of it didn't make sense. Like the girl swimming in the bathtub, like as like old Greek goddess. um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Agatha. Yeah. Like Mm. wizard girls. It's just like, yeah, I'm not buying this, bro. I'm really not. There's a lot of it. Again, it's sci-fi. Is it sci-fi, though? I think it is. All right. Think about this. If you think about District 9, sci-fi okay. and technology. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to Chappie go. and Elysium. I was going to throw in like from iRobot, like Neil Blaupunk movies. like Neil Blaupunk. Yeah. Neil Blaupunk or whatever. Blown Camp or whatever. Yeah. Dude, I think his movies are incredibly awesome. Amazing. He and does a great job of inter- integrating yeah. like complete futuristic technology with like a deep storyline. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I can't I don't even know what I can say about any of this because How I, would you rank those three movies? Like like, like one, story. two, three of yeah. those three? Oh dude. Oh my gosh. All right. really... If you think about it, I'll do I'll put I'll always put District Nine on top mm. and then Elysium and then Chappie. Chappie kind of Dragged out for me a little bit. Well, Chappie did have that kind of like um, almost, I don't want to say idi- like idiotic character, but it, his. The robot or the. Yes, no, no, no. Like the robot, like Chappie, the namesake, like the character that the movie is named after, the robot has like a, a erased memory. So it gets reprogrammed to be what it, like the people around him are. So it takes this very childlike tone. But, nah, I get what you're saying. But here's the thing about that. It takes AI from the perspective that no one no one really deals with. Because every time AI is introduced into a movie mm-hmm. or it's dealt with, it's always made to be the perfect being that already has set up the events from before. Mm-hmm. And, and human beings throughout the whole movie have, by the end of the movie... Have almost always caught up to what AI is doing, and now they got to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it's kind of like, okay, well, we're gonna develop AI from the absolute beginning, and then see how it would develop. And it makes sense because it's like it's a blank slate, yeah. and it's gonna learn. But it's like if we yeah. put it in a in a body, quote unquote, it would not know how to speak. So we have to. It's it's like a child, yeah, right? No, no, like, no. I get it. It, it I progresses get it. so fast that it makes sense that it is AI. It's just that I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Though, something about it is like it just seems like a little childish or whatever. Yeah, the interaction that he that um, that Chappie the robot has with the the guys that like raise him or take care of him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was. I mean, it's it's cool. I still really like that movie a lot, like more than I thought I would. Chappie? Yeah. I think the more I watch it, the more I hate it, which is weird. Because I don't like Neil Blomkamp. But mm-hmm. every time I watch it, I find I find technological plot holes. I'm always like... It, that movie probably has more holes than the other two. Like, District 9 is an almost flawless sci-fi movie. Yeah. It it flows really well. It, the, like, the storyline is, like, crazy, but somehow... And I like that movie because it seems like it's in modern time, and then it has this great integration of like, right, uh, right. like aliens being here. Yeah, dude, like... it has so much going for it. Honestly, like of those of those three, how do you say his last name? Bla- Neil Blomkamp. Blomkamp. I think. I think. Okay, yeah. that sounds about right. Um, I, I think I actually like Elysium the best, dude, because really? it's almost purely sci-fi. 
but it has but again it has this quality that that director writer writer slash director brings to movies that it's like super raw and gritty so it has it has like the human element like there that desire to want to escape and to like go somewhere else and how Elysium has like been created to just cater to this rich crowd that can access getting off of like the the decaying earth yeah yeah yeah. like the storyline is so strong in that that, and also like the 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 desire of humans to want to overcome something that's negative or like that's tearing their world apart which is almost uh interesting it's kind of relevant to what's going on yeah i didn't didn't even really try to put that together but now as i'm saying it's like you know so if you ever seen if you anyone listening has never seen elysium it's about how rich people are separated from the earth. They live like on the atmosphere. I don't think that's a spoiler, but they have technology to repair diseases and like sickness and, and yeah. all your medical stuff, like any need. I think they could almost make people had, poor, immortal, right? It was like, like essentially they had, like, most of them had like the med bay, I think it's called. Right. And it's so like, like, instead of going to a doctor and then having them gradually right. heal you over time, it's like you jumped on this machine Right, and, it looked like a tanning bed. Yeah, like a tanning bed, and, and then it would a just computer <laughs> scans you and fixes anything in your body. Right. But like, then there's planet Earth where it's supposed to be like the blue collar workers, and like industrial. And then Matt Damon plays a lead. Something happens to him. He needs medical attention. He puts on an exoskeleton suit, like gets tied into. <laughs> That's his where it gets fucking, super sci-fi. Right, and then it, and then there's a weird like, what is that mafia? Was it the other guy who was like in charge of all the legal activity of like trying to get people to to outer space or whatever? But I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it was kind of crazy yeah. how like you could fix diseases with with just technology like that. But like, again, as far fetched as sci fi stuff can be, they're just to me the reason I liked that movie largely. Besides, like I'm a giant Matt Damon fan. I have nothing against him. I'm just not like his Vegas fan. You don't like Matt Damon? I, like I said, I don't have anything against the guy. It's like I think he's done a lot of cool movies and stuff. I'm just saying, like in general, I, I wouldn't say if someone said like top five actors, actors like male actors, I don't, I don't think you'd make my top five list. But anyway, um, but yeah, that movie just had a, a decent enough tie in between like like sci-fi and reality where it was like i know this is not current like reality but that that writer director does a really good job of making things seem wait so i'm starting to think now maybe i was wrong about starting off the podcast by saying technology has ruined movies because we would have never got movies like irobot or elysium or choppy or matrix matrix is another crazy but you just have to respect whatever time frame a movie is set in yeah. Like, again, uh, so uh, there's a comedian I really liked. Uh, his name is Greg Parent, and he did some bit, like, a, years ago about... Um, What's his name? Greg Barrett. B. Greg Barrett. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to spell his last name. I'd say B-E... B-I-H... B-H... I don't know, dude. What movie is that? It doesn't really... No, he's not, he's not a... He's a comedian, dude. He's not, oh, a, movie, he's not okay. a movie guy. <clears throat> but I just remember him making a comment in one of his like stand-ups where he was like talking about how cell phones have changed so much in the world. And he was like, man, I remember years ago watching um, Lethal Weapon, like the first one. And he's like, Danny Glover's like... Did Danny Glover on- have the block? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Block? <laughs> he, no, it was like before the... It was before like the Motorola block. It was like back when you had like a briefcase with like a like a bag on it. Was like, that a thing? 
Yeah, dude. A like briefcase early, with a fucking early, like early a cord cell phones, on it. Early cell phones were like it was like walking around with like a payphone. It was like Holy a box shit. with like a wire that went to the to the phone part. And he was like going, man, I wish I had one of those. That shit is space age. And now, <laughs> and now you got like phones that you could, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you could send emails or pictures or videos or whatever. Like you can do so much stuff with your modern cell Side phone. Side note: How much, how much industries has a cell phone disrupted? It's disrupted photography. Oh, please, because like nobody has a point and shoot anymore. A lot of people have great cameras, and I'm glad that that's something they're sticking with, dude. Right, but but if you think about it, like. Is Remember when when, no. when when everyone was buying digital cameras and yes. it was just like, oh, my camera has four megapixels yeah. and then now it's on a six. So dude, like, I had a seven megapixel camera, dude, yeah. and I was like, this thing is unstoppable. <laughs> you were right? about it? Yeah, now my right. cell phone's like 14 something, like twice the resolution right. on my on my phone. I would I would guess that that it's probably more point than and shoot too. cameras mm. have gone away because of cell phones. Even though more people are getting um but SLRs, is it called SL, uh, SL, yeah, SLRs? Yeah. Or DSLRs. Yeah. Or DSLRs, DSLRs yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but but yes, I mean, I think I saw I saw a meme. I saw this meme like three years ago. It was a picture. It was like an ad from Radio Shack, and it was like it was like the cover of the Radio Shack catalog, and it was just like hundreds of dollars worth of stuff, and it was like modern cell phone, all this stuff. It was like fax machine, uh. camera. You know, re- video recorder, voice recorder, um, yeah. calculator, like just the, this list that this list that you're like, man, if I went and bought all those things separately, I would have this giant briefcase. You got a whole room for yeah, I had shit, a, I had a, now it's in your pocket. Yeah, man. I have this box, like this big old moving box full of equipment that is almost. Was that Radio useless. Shack's last? Um, publication. It, I don't know. <laughs> as far as I know, Radio Shack's still in business. I yeah, don't but know. it's like I don't know exactly how, but it's like Blockbuster though. There's like only two left in the entire. Yeah, they're, world. they're it's, right? it's, it's a it's a dwindling it's a dwindling thing, yeah. dude. It's falling off fast. Cell phones have almost kind of like replaced computers. Because mm-hmm. if I didn't have to do this podcast, I would almost never use my computer. Right. Yeah. At home, like I'll do whatever. Well, you I know me, dude. Like I seriously, I, you you actually helped me fix my laptop, and I think I've used it three times in the last two months or whatever. Right. I just don't. It, it's like it's just irrelevant to it's me. Crazy. I don't need to use it for work or for much personal stuff. So I just. Where I, do you do your banking? You don't do digital banking, do you? I don't. No, man. You do everything. So, like you still write checks? No, I don't write checks, but okay. I don't want to get into my personal finances on the oh, podcast either. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but no, there's there's ways to do things that you know yeah. I don't really have to. I don't have to put it in the mail, but I also don't have to put all of my account and stuff on my phone or on the computer all the time. I do either. everything on my phone, bro. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I mean, there's, again, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that as long as you're using secured apps and hopefully you're not getting hacked, then you're, you're, nothing's you're safe anymore. Okay. That, that's what, what I think safe? about. It. I what always think safe? about it like, yo, if they want to get me, they're gonna get me. Because if what's safe? If I was writing checks, like. So Michael Forge your signature and like they they did it back in the day. It's like that movie um with Leo DiCaprio. Well, yeah. Catch me if you can. Yeah. Like he was forging checks, bro. So if you want to do it, it's like nothing's well, 100 percent safe. That's in the one world. of them stupid things now. Like you you fill out a form or like you sign a contract or a document online nowadays and it like goes to the box, like the signature box. You pick your signature and then you just hit accept. Like right, it, right. It's it, not even your signature. It's not even yours. You but you, you get to pick the fonts, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, can yeah. can I make mine a, a can a I cursive? Yeah, can I put a, a twist at the end and can I make the color different? Can I put mine in 
Periwinkle blue or uh, what? What is that from? It's, I don't know. I'm just Periwinkle blue. It's it's from a no. That's from you know what movie that's from. That's from uh, Snatch. Wait. Is it? Oh, it was yeah. when he's talking about his mom's trailer. <laughs> like, what do you want? Petticoat blue. What do you say? Petticoat blue. <laughs> I was honestly just thinking of being a kid opening a box of Crayola crayons and being like, "Why is this one called Periwinkles, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a light blue? Is this why do they call it just light blue?" And they, had, yeah. they had to come up with creative names. That's so funny. You call that out. That's hilarious, yeah. dude. Um, Good that call. movie he had. Good call. Jason Statham. Another great fucking movie. Jason Statham had a cell phone in that movie, but it was like this big. It was like the old Zach Morris Saved yeah. by the Bell brick Motorola. What year was that movie set in, you think? I don't know. Snatch. Let's look it up. Well, I think it came out in like 98 or something. It was like pre-2000. The movie was... Is that is, movie really that I think old, it's pretty old, dude. Because I, I could be wrong. Like, I only saw Snatch like maybe 10 years ago. It might... I don't know. It might be early 2000s at the best, but I think that movie's fairly like... At, at least nowadays, it's I think it's a 15, 20 year old movie, dude. Hold on, they got a TV series on Snatch. I need to see. 2000. Snatch came out in 2000. Wow, that's, that's a 20 years, dude. That's a 20 year old movie. But again, it didn't need cell phones or whatever. They had a good story, a good Man. plot, like good. Guy Ritchie is dope, dude. Okay, so since we're on that, I'm going to throw another one at you The Man from Uncle. Did you ever watch that? I think yeah, I lent it to you. You didn't like it, huh? Yeah. But you know, okay, so I'm gonna tell you why I liked it. I don't have to focus on this very long, but that was is another 70s, right? uh, like sixties. I'm okay. pretty sure it's like a sixties movie. What I love about the movie, for one, is another Guy Ritchie movie. So the transition between Snatch and and the Man from Uncle is good. Um, the Man from I, Uncle. I'll address that, but go ahead. The Man from Uncle was a TV show. And I'm pretty sure it was in like Britain before. Yeah, it's all English based, UK yeah. based. But I like that movie because it didn't have any of that interference of like when they had a tech, like a technology scene, it was from that period, from that era. Mm. Everything they did in that movie was period correct. Like the cars they had, the clothes they had, like the, the weapons, the styling. There was a few things right. like towards the end where they had like some off road vehicles that didn't really fit the era. But it didn't matter because it was part of like the action scenes. Okay. And I think that movie was so well done because to me it had all of the great attributes of a good movie. It had like a, a followable script. It had like action. It had drama. It had comedy. It had like a little bit of love story. It was pretty much like what what you would consider like a whole package when it comes to like a, a film piece. Mm. So again, I'm gonna get off of that one, but Man from Uncle, I would recommend that See, movie I didn't like highly, Man. but you don't like it. So. I didn't like Man from Uncle. Nothing about it resonated with me. That's okay. That just that's why they make more than and... four movies a year, son. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying that <laughs> that I have to like it or I shouldn't not like it. I'm just saying like it's but, good, but that's dude. going back to cause you said something about um what's his name? Guy Ritchie. Yeah. So if Guy Ritchie has his own script and he writes and directs it it's always a great fucking movie like almost perfect mm. but whenever he's working on whenever he's directing someone else's script i almost never enjoy it okay i almost never enjoy it the Do only, the only one like, I, i'm trying to think of movies where he didn't like write or direct and i'm having a hard time pulling no he did he did some other movies and i was like oh that was guy Ritchie. like mm. i could i could tell it was all right, so <laughs> all right, <laughs> no, so he did one that was okay, which was um Sherlock Holmes. Okay, sure, like I could see the, the trans- first the first one. Uh, yeah, did, I think he did both, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. They uh, made two or three of those, didn't they? Sherlock Holmes. I know at least the first one was director was Guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, Game yeah. of Shadows, the second one was 
directed by Guy Ritchie. So both of them were okay. But like, if I look up other Guy Ritchie movies, um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Right, he did that. That's that a good movie, amazing, dude. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Snatch. Good I didn't movie. see King Arthur. Mad from Uncle. I didn't really care for. It's okay. Um, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> what else? Rock and Roller was probably his only. Film. Oh. I didn't like rock and roll. Are you serious? I yeah, thought you said you love rock and roll. I right? thought you lent me that movie. Dude. I, I own it because I bought I watched Lockstock. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Did you really? I'm not saying it was the best movie you ever did, but it's, I I liked it. I thought it was good. See, I uh, I I don't know how I feel. Maybe I gotta watch it again. But I, I watched Lockstock Snatch and then I was like I was in love with those movies and I was like, okay, if you did rock and roller, it's gonna be great because the cast is amazing. Yeah. And I bought it and it was just like I watched it. And I saw Guy Ritchie in it, like the plot lines, you know, how all the characters like come full circle and then something happens with somebody that you don't really. So like, but it kind of left me feeling empty. I was just like, it kind of, it was monotone for the whole thing. It was like flatlined. I don't know why. But I heard that he originally wanted Rock and Roller to be um, part of a trilogy. So I think he was setting it up. So that so he probably left some stuff out that yeah. he could have done. So I think that's I feel why. like that's how that dude operates as like a director. Because I think the way that the um, Men from Uncle ended, it ended on like the perfect note to be a dope sequel. Mm. And maybe same thing with Rock and Roller, but maybe he realizes I when he gets done. Like usually sequels suck. So why? No, even well, I think that up? movie didn't do good. I think like no, it didn't. It wasn't. Office, it didn't do. I, good. Neither of those two movies were commercially successful. Yeah. Like no, not really. They, Speaking of Guy Ritchie, so you didn't see The Gentleman, did you? Mm-mm. So that's in the movie theaters. Might still be in the movie theaters now, but that movie. Um, except for the movie. fact the movie theaters are, are close, close, right? But. The Gentleman was kind of like, if I had to rank his movies in like Guy Ritchie styling, it would be Lock, Sock, Statch, and Gentleman. It was kind of like, okay, it was kind of like how um, Quentin Tarantino did a couple other movies, and then like he did um, uh, Hateful Eight, and I was like, oh fuck, Hateful Eight's so good. Like, don't get me wrong, Django was good. Yeah. Um, Kill Bill was good. Hateful Eight is Hateful phenomenal. Eight throws you back to like Reservoir Dogs <laughs> and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, like, it was dude. just like it's all amazing. Yeah. But it's just like, all right, this is this is a hundred percent pure guy Richie. Yeah. When you watch Gentleman. Yeah. It's really good. But there was technology in that movie, but it didn't take over the whole story. Like, it was kind of dope. In, in Hateful Eight. Oh, you're talking about the in Gentleman. Gentleman okay, with okay, guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so I'm pretty sure you're gonna watch it, but the way how he kind of builds his... So, it's Matthew McConaughey plays the, like, I guess the lead character, even though it's a Guy Ritchie movie, so there's, like, a bunch of lead characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew McConaughey sets up different marijuana farms, and he's trying to get out the business. So, he's trying to sell the farms, but they're not close to each, each other, in like, like, geographically. So this is a documentary, right? Because like that seems like something Matthew McConaughey would really do. Nah. All right, all right, no, sorry. all right, all right, all right. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. No, but like every facility is set up with technology, but yeah. it's like above ground. It's England. It's like everyone's wearing like you know plaid Burberry shit and mm. all that. But it's almost like never dealt with in the movie. Like the technology, it's just never dealt with. It's mm-hmm. like um, it's there, but I'm not gonna touch on it. I mean, and then the. There is some scenes where, like, 
the guys post some shit on YouTube, like a group of guys post some stuff on YouTube and it kind of gets integrated in the story, but it's not, they don't, they don't have to address the technology in the story and it's still well done. So I don't know. Shout out to Guy Ritchie. He's fucking dope. Right <laughs> and right. Yeah. Shout out to you, Guy. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe technology has, has technology made Dude, movies better. Or? It's really difficult to say is does technology make life better every day or not? All okay, I can so really I'll change say my statement. I'll change my statement. Technology hasn't ruined movies, but when technology is incorporated in the storyline and the technology has to be addressed, it takes away from the story. Yeah. But as far as technology and making movies, it's improved. All right. So I'll change my, my shit a little bit. A tad twisted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Movies is movies. the The whole purpose of a movie is to to be entertaining. It's it's meant to take you away from whatever your normal world is for an yeah. hour and a half or three hours or however long it is. I definitely, you and I, from whenever we do talk about like movies, like off, off camera or whatever, we talk a lot about like older movies, like kind of things that are a little more vintagey or a little gritty or raw. Yeah. You know, and so it's like it doesn't seem like that's as much of a, a deal in movies. If you if you get to it, like, well, we started off with uh, No Country for Old Men, which was in a time period where cell phones didn't exist, so there was no need to address it as far as a topic in the movie to like, explain to viewers why it's not there. Right. You get into movies that are a little bit more modern, like I said, Inside Man, and it's like they they make a point to say why cell phones aren't really like an active part of the movie. Like they, they created that loophole of it. The, so the whole movie takes place in a bank? Mostly. Yeah. Um, I want to loan so it to you, dude. We have to, yeah, you have to watch it. Yeah, I gotta watch it's it. Really, it's really, I think it's good. But, He's not the first person to tell me to watch it. My other boy, Sean, told me to yeah. watch it. But it's like, I don't know. I think, I think it just comes from where you're coming from. And again, when you, when you get into the different realm of movie, like sci-fi then you know it was like even if you watch old star trek i'm not a star trek fan but i know enough where people they have little things of hey you know beam me up scotty they had their little like walkie talkies or like their little communicators or yeah, whatever you know what yeah, i mean yeah. so it's like that was like foreshadowing of where the technology would get to movies almost kind of serve as a a guiding light for technology in a weird way. Like, yeah, you ever dude. think about that? Like, Oh, for sure. Sometimes like, you watch something in like an old yeah, movie that like, has a sci-fi element. You're like, yeah, they got this like weird technology. Years ago, and... they talked about this in this movie and it was just an idea and it's like, oh, we're actually mm. making this shit now? Yeah. Well, you know there's an actual company called Skynet? Yeah. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Sarah Connor? <laughs> <laughs> there's um. <laughs> There's some people that can't watch movies that are older. Like I know somebody who couldn't watch Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and I will, I will always go back and, that's and watch. Such a good movie, too. Oh my like, god, the whole trilogy! Oh I watch that movie every yeah. year. I watch that, those yeah. three movies. Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. movie had like no technology, very minimalistic style. Which is like, and again, so we could get back into the whole pool of this. But like, when a movie is strong on its own merit, you know, like Reservoir Dogs, or like some of the Quentin Tarantino movies where it's so large script. I was I, I was literally talking to like another friend about like Reservoir Dogs today. Like earlier today, there was like a, some song that was on. It was like that uh, 
Stuck in the middle with you. Yeah, and I was like, how can you hear this song? How can you hear this song and not think about just like, just like Michael Madsen like waltzing out to his car and like, you know, not even caring. Yeah. Every time I hear that song, bro, it's like. Yeah, it's like it takes you to that weird. Yeah, it takes you to this very um, disturbing, violent place. But again, that movie, that movie has like all together, it's like 10 different scenes. Mm-hmm. which is for a movie that's not a lot no, dude it's like it's just there there it just goes but it's so the bulk of that it's so script happens. it's just script driven it's just like yeah. dudes talking Character. and like getting in and yeah most of that movie happens in the warehouse mm-hmm. and then like the movie the, the 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 flashback scenes happen that's what I mean. They're, the only scenes that aren't in that warehouse are like Flashbacks, basically, right? it's basically like they started off in that coffee shop. That's how it starts. And then it's like they're in the warehouse. Then they go back to a couple of flashback scenes, but everything comes back to like that warehouse. Dude, Wait, was, so, was the was so the, the diner scene, was that a flashback? No, that was like, the, that, was actual, that was before. That was when they were planning like the, the actual heist, crime. Right. Yeah. And they never went back to that diner as far as scenes because it was that was done. It was that was the pre the preface to everything else that happened. Yeah, so weird, dude. It's so crazy how that movie revolves around like a crime and a heist. It's a jewelry store heist, but like you never see the heist happen. Yeah, like, you never see and they don't, the inside they of a jewelry to. store. They didn't need to because they discussed the elements of it so well. They didn't have to. They didn't have to show you, you have that. To address the CCTVs That's when you. In the, in the it room. allows your brain to like make, like connect all the rest of the dots that they left out. Like you just almost see it on your own. It's pretty cool. Quentin Tarantino's a fucking he's, genius. He's, as far as being like so a writer and director, he's, he's definitely he he definitely gets the most. He, I think he gets the most points for like when we go back to these the, the, the oh the book was better comment like right, right, right. like if quentin wrote that stuff down and then you'd be like nah man the movie was better you know <laughs> like if he like post yeah, yeah, yeah. if he wrote a book in post then it was like all right now i'm gonna make this i'm gonna release the book first and then i'm gonna release the movie no one's gonna be like that was a bad book they'd yeah. like this is a decent one but that movie is solid like the way he just does it I mean, he's pretty incredible yeah all right we're after our i'm gonna ask one final question yeah. Favorite directors. Ooh, ooh. And we'll talk about technology in their movies. Oh man. Oh, that's I could, well, I was thinking about that question directors? for like two minutes. Yeah. So Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Um, I'd kind of put him up there. Quentin Tarantino. Christopher Ron, Nolan is fucking dude, definitely. Dope. Ron Howard, can I Ron Howard is so underrated, bro. Yeah. I mean we could get into solo, but that's for a different podcast. I'm not yeah. doing that right now. Yeah, yeah for but sure. He dealt with the star wars universe better than Mm -hmm. anyone's dealt with it since the original trilogy people are gonna fucking like ridley scott what did he do aliens dude he's done a he's got a i'm gonna have to go a certain like pull his catalog i'm but i also when i think about movies i typically think more about actors and stuff than directors Sometimes I, I think about I, directors. No, but. so I when I first started watching movies, I used to do that, but now I actually pick movies. Because you watch IMDb too. all the time. Yeah, whatever. fucking, yeah. Fucking, right? <laughs> um, There's a dope director. This is irrelevant to you, but there's this guy called Mamoru Oshii. He's Japanese. Okay. Fucking, yo, amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. I want to say he did 
Ghost in the Shell, the original original anime. Yeah, I might be right, dude. Ridley Scott's catalog is way too deep to even get into. I'll just I'll just hit you with a few: Alien, Blade Runner, Prometheus, Gladiator. Really, Ridley Scott did Gladiator. Yeah, dude. Russell Crowe got Black Hawk Down, American Gangster. Not not Training Day, American Gangster. Um, Denzel, American Gangster. Yes, American dude with with that was Ridley Scott. Yeah, and Russell Crowe. Yeah, dude. Exodus. Um, fuck, dude. His his list, Hannibal, Body of Lies. I mean, his catalog is steep, dude. Like, yeah, I'm gonna definitely stick with one of calling that out. All right, so you yeah. Ridley Scott, you put up there. I just threw it out, but it was also, he did the A Team. I know you like that stupid ass movie. You didn't like A Team. It was okay. I liked. You know, it just didn't need to be redone, in my opinion. That's okay. It, well, it was a TV show. I know. The TV show was like, it wasn't even the best TV show. It was, it was entertaining. It was a goofy thinking. TV show. It's but like, that, imagine doing But he also made that in the era when they started just read it. They were like, no one in Hollywood knew what to do. They're just like, pick a shit TV show and let's reboot, <laughs> dude. Right? They're like, Duke's a hazard, throw it in. Right? They're like, <laughs> pick a shitty TV show. Dude, the 70s, you got to admit, there was a period in Hollywood where Bro, they were that just movie, like, no, mm. that movie had, that movie had, um, Charlotte Copley, dude. who was in District He's dope. It had Bradley Cooper before he was Bradley Cooper. And it had Rampage Jackson, which is one of my guys, dude. And fucking Liam Neeson. How could you not? The cast is solid. I'm not saying it wasn't a good cast. I just thought the movie was like, eh, I could have taken it or leave it. I don't know, dude. All right. All right. Hey, um, well, in the meantime, everyone be safe. Uh, Watch some movies, dude, while you're, if you're, if you're home. If this gets re- if this gets released before everyone's out of quarantine, <laughs> I kind of hope it does. But if not, um, use this time to reflect, look back, and say hey, at least I watched some good movies when I was home alone with right. or home home from work or whatever you're doing. But yeah, yeah. maybe that, maybe be, that's a good way be, to to be, be proud. You survived. If you get to listen to this, you live yeah. through it. Maybe that's a good way to deal with the virus situation. Is like watch some movies that don't have technology in them because it'll help you de stress from like getting constant COVID-19 or even on your phone or even better. Yeah. Definitely turn your phone off and you know, but if you unplug your, your um, TV and your, your uh, computer, you have no access to these movies, but, mm. um, but you could read the book and sometimes <laughs> the book's better. Fuck reading. <laughs> Fuck reading. Audio books are <laughs> dying. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. That was Thanks fun. For Thanks, bro. All Thanks, right. Ryan. Yep.